Do you swear that the testimony you were about to give is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you, God. I swear that the evidence and the testimony that I shall give shall be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me, God. I am Mark Russick, and you are listening to Russick Outlook. As always, just my opinion. The truth about me. Truth. One word that sums up my motive for this website. Bear with me for a moment while I share Webster's definition of this word. 1. The body of real things, events, and facts. Actuality. 2. The state of being the case. Fact. 3. Often capitalized truth. A. Transcendent fundamental or spiritual reality. B. A judgment, proposition, or idea that is true or accepted as true. An example of this would be truths of thermodynamics. C. The body of true statements and propositions. Full disclosure. My number one passion in life is my relationship with Jesus. If my motive for writing this is obtaining verifiable truth and my dedication to Jesus is steeped in reality, then it is fair to say that the standards for this blog should fall in line with Webster's definition. In short, amongst other topics covered here, the life, crucifixion, and resurrection of heaven's perfect gift to all people must be steeped in irrefutable certainty. As I look around the world today, the very integrity of the word itself is compromised on a daily basis in order to promote a collective agenda. Political correctness often trumps embracing the individual thought process. The end game here is adherence to the norm, as defined by groups of people in search of your votes, influence, and or money. Being certain about life-impacting subjects in many circles today is considered presumptuous and smug. The belief that no one can know anything for certain is developing as the one doctrine the world will accept. Uncertainty is the new truth. Apprehension and disbelief are somehow ordained with the banner of humility. Right and wrong have been redefined in terms of feelings and perspectives. Pessimism is now regarded as righteous. For instance, belief in Jesus opens many doors the world considers pretentious. What happens when someone engages people in a public setting with a firm belief in the authority and the inspiration of Scripture? or perhaps a sound understanding of the true gospel. Now try to go so far as to have a settled confidence in the Lordship of Christ. This can easily cause extreme outrage or, at the very least, an unsettlement in the air of discussion. This clearly does not reconcile well with postmodernism's contempt for clear, authoritative claims of truth. One of my favorite movies is A Few Good Men. Picture, if you can, the intensity of Tom Cruise's face during that infamous courtroom scene, when his character demands, I want the truth! To which Nicholson defiantly retorts, Son, you can't handle the truth. Right up until the next few scenes of the movie, when Jack finally takes the bait and practically spits the words, You're damn right I ordered the code red! Definitive truth has not yet been revealed, 
and threatens not to be accounted for. Even more sadly is the definition and the consequences of this truth is defined differently by many characters in the courtroom, from the two military defendants onto the prosecuting team, then to the legal defense group, the judge, and finally to Colonel Nathan R. Jessup himself. The conclusion, however, leaves the audience no doubt as to what the actual truth is and the necessity for closure with full accountability. Truth is definitive. It can and should be qualified, and most importantly, must be sought. Spin-doctoring truth is being practiced by all sides of religious, political, social, scientific, educational, and entertainment spectrums in order to promote subjective conclusions rather than objective analysis. Just like a court of law, truth at times may need to be tried and argued for, but in the end it is absolute. It is my intent to seek truth here in a clear, concise, and respectful manner. For the most part, the mission will be to address some of the difficult topics where today it is subconsciously accepted that the truth can never be really clearly defined. I, on the other hand, believe that there is an abundance of relative factual data that will enable us to come to rational, well-defined conclusions that can render a verdict filled with confidence. Some examples of today's poignant topics will include, am I here for a reason? Are everyday people just another step in the process of evolution? How can you prove that there's life after death? Politics. Why does it make so many people crazy? Does faith in God deny science? Is Christ the only way through salvation? The power and the allure of wealth. Is there life in the galaxies? If God is real, why is there so much suffering in the world? Bringing you back to the words of Jesus, the word truth appears to be so enormously important that it is mentioned 224 times in the Bible. Fast forward 2,000 plus years after the death of Jesus, and virtually the entire population today is asking the very same question that Pontius Pilate once put forth when he had the unique opportunity to personally confront Jesus. Interestingly, he took this unprecedented opportunity in time by asking the Son of God this very simple question. What is truth? John 18.38 I suspect deep down to his core, he knew the answer to this uncomplicated but very meaningful question could set him free. I hope you enjoy the journey with me. I will be back soon. I am Mark Russick, and this is the Russick Outlook. As always, just my opinion.